Hello lovers, welcome to the first intro of the first episode of Hello Lover. This one features Ashley Burdett. Uh, it was not the first episode that I recorded, but it was the first episode that I thought should go first, <laughs> because we do, uh, we're about the same level of fandom when it comes to Sex in the City, and we do have a little bit of a gush about all of our favorite uh, Sex in the City characters, moments, etc., we are focused on Bay of Married Pigs, the Season 1, Episode 3, but we talk about so much more than that. When the episode starts, you'll hear us talking a little bit about the Russian. We have very differing opinions on uh, Varishnikov's character in the last season of Sex and the City, and I wanted to leave that in, though I did have to cut some stuff out because we did talk at length. Um, Ashley brings out a real chatty side of me because she is just very warm and loving and open. Uh, the thing that I love most about Ashley Burdett as a comedian is that she just talks so openly about her heart and her feelings and she's very vulnerable that way. She reminds me a lot of Charlotte in that... Uh, not in the uptight sense, but just in the sense that Charlotte uh, never gives up on, on love and is just the warmest, kindest character on Sex and the City at the end of the day. Um, and it makes me cry every time Charlotte cries, and if I ever saw Ashley Burdett cry, I'm sure it would destroy me. So... Ashley and I talked about being single and how that's portrayed on Sex and the City versus how she feels in real life. And uh, I am excited about this episode. If you want to check Ashley out once you're done listening, if you just can't get enough, you can always check out what she's up to on ashley-burdett.squarespace.com. She's also going to be hosting Wine and Words on May 27th at the Manitoba Museum, and this year she is going to be featured in Dungeons & Dragons Improv at the Winnipeg Fringe Festival. D&D Improv is always an amazing show, even if you don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, check it out. It's always the cream of the crop on the local scene that does that show, so it's a very exciting big deal that she's going to be a part of it, and um, just go see it if you're in Winnipeg for Fringe Festival, which you should be, because we have the best Fringe Festival ever. Uh, you can also check out her podcast called Talkin' Hanks. My favorite way to listen is on Podcast Addict, but you can also find it right on her website and iTunes. Talkin' Hanks, uh, she talks about different episodes of... Alright, not episodes. She, different episodes of Tom Hanks' life via his films. Um, so we talked about the film Splash, because I, apparently I'm obsessed with skinny, curly-haired blonde ladies. And... We had a great time talking about that, and we have a great time here talking about Bay of Married Pigs. So, without further ado, uh, let's listen to the episode. This party is terrible. <laughs> Who are you? Um, this is my friend Patience, and this is her husband, Peter. I heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> Big pepper mill deck. <laughs> and I remember being like, I would not want to date a guy like that. Oh. He was just very... Oh, he was pretentious. I liked it. I don't know, yeah, like maybe like I I liked I liked how playful he was in his pretension, but I also uh -huh. like Barishnikov a lot. Okay, so the moment yeah. he showed up I was like, Oh, oh hello. That's that sexy old man. <laughs> <laughs> he he was wonderful. Like I felt like if he I just felt like going back 
watching him for the first time, he there was just something shitty about him. I think you could see why he might not end up being the best for Carrie, like when the yeah. dinner party episode. When that's it's the like, one that sticks in my mind. Yeah, like when <laughs> when Steve's like, "You don't want any <laughs> Billy Joel songs," and like, and he's like, like "No, I do not." And, and like, who's this Billy Joel? <laughs> and like, you're like, okay, you have lived in New York, like you have been to a yeah. Walgreens at one point. They were most likely playing Uptown Girl. Exactly. Like you're not. <laughs> you know who Billy Joel is. It's the same as like I went on a date one time with a guy who was. In his 30s, and I made a clueless reference, and he was like, I didn't watch that movie. That movie's for girls. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You know Clueless. It would have been everywhere when you were in high school. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like people that pretend that they don't know things. You know what? You think you're cooler than us. Just say that you know it and then go on with being cooler than us. Don't pretend that you don't know what the Lion King is. Yeah, yeah. There was also a clip in one of the Brishnikov ones where, remember when they went to go surprise him? at his apartment and he was a dick and they were all like drunk and like super happy and Samantha's just like gone through freaking cancer yeah and he's like I'm working (laughs) (laughs) but I saw those episodes as Carrie needing to mature a little bit like maybe if I rewatched them you know what yeah because like she was now in this like adult relationship and she even says she's like this is the most grown up relationship ever he's just open with me and he loves me and then she's like, hey, I'm drunk. And <laughs> yeah, here yeah, I am. Yeah. And That's it's true. Like, I never saw it like that. And he said be more spontaneous, but it's like, give him a call first. And right. be like, would this be a good time? Yeah, she knows that he works through the night. That's very yeah. true. And he's, pro- and he's one of those like tortured artists. And he even says, he's like, hi, enjoy the house. I'm so sorry. I'm just swamped. Like, do you get it? And yeah. like, I would probably, like, because sometimes um, if like, Somebody comes up to me at a comedy show when I haven't gone on stage yet, and they're like, oh my god! I'm like, I'm so sorry, like, I'm really yeah. in my head right yeah. now, like, Ugh. And so I guess I I saw it as her not knowing how to be in a grown-up relationship. Yeah, I could, and you know what, now that you say that, I could absolutely, I could absolutely see that. And even the dinner party, it's like... Maybe Samantha shouldn't be talking about her vibrator, <laughs> like, when she first meets... Yeah. The boyfriend and I was like, oh, it's kind of Carrie seeing that, like, I wondered if she was, like, seeing that this part of her life was different now and, like... Interesting. Maybe we should save certain conversations for when it's just us girls versus... That's so interesting because when watching it, I never saw it as a woman possibly maturing. I always saw it as these four women are going to be together forever. And nothing's going to ever... But, like, yeah, if you watch it like that and think of it like that, it kind of is... Because, again, going back and watching all the episodes, which I've done so many times, Samantha, with every boyfriend that Carrie has, says something freaking ridiculous. And Carrie's always like, welcome to my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. Samantha. Samantha, stop it. But it's true. Like, at this point, Samantha's, like, nearing 50. And and it's great that she still feels open enough to talk to her friends about this. But at the same time, like, do you really need... To like, like, can you choose an appropriate time? And it was right. funny because, like, I always used to be like, I'm the Samantha. <laughs> like, I wanted to be that bold. Right. But I was rewatching, like, this episode, Bay of uh-huh. Mary Pigs. Yes. Where Samantha goes to the waiter, she's like, oh, honey, I think we all want some fresh ground pepper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I have worked customer service, mm-hmm. and I have met those women who have to assert how sassy and funny yeah, they are. Yeah. 
and it's like they watched Sex in the City, and they're like, oh, that's so me. Oh, I'm crazy. And I'm just like, no, don't, yeah. don't do this. And I'm like, I get that you're funny and your friends love you, but like... This is a customer service person just trying to do their job. That, and they're a person that doesn't know you at all. Like, they don't yeah. need to hear about how much you need a big peppermint day. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, and in the early episodes, how old are they supposed to be? In season three, in season three or four, Miranda's 34. Carrie turns 30. Four in season three-ish, I think. Because I just, yeah. So, like, like yeah, 32? Yeah. 32? So, it's like, so they're kind well, of my age. maybe we're learning to not, like, when you're in your 20s, like, you see tables full of people in their 20s all the time where they're like, ah, ah, mm-hmm. and then you see the 30-year-olds who are having just as much fun, but a little more, yeah. like, subdued. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a little more, like, okay, keep it cool. And again, like, I don't want to say you can't talk about that stuff because you can, But I also do feel like maybe, I feel there's a time and a place for a lot of those things. Be aware of your surroundings and just respect other people. Because I remember a group of girlfriends and I found it hilarious that we were at this brunch space and a girl started talking about anal sex and then the table behind us like moved. (laughs) And and we were like, ha ha ha, that's so weird, those girls. (laughs) And now I'm like... Why weren't we talking quieter? What Number one, why weren't we talking quieter? Why did you need to talk about it at that moment? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, yeah, so it's weird watching it now being the same age, because I think... Yeah. When did you start watching Sex and the City? Okay, so I remember seeing the first episode ever. It was, it was season five. Uh, I remember the episode... Carrie was wearing a rainbow, like uh, a rainbow striped shirt, and she got caught in the rain. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So that was the first episode I'd ever watched. It was on TV because I was babysitting and the people had That's, HBO. Isn't that Anchors Away? Where yes, she's it is. Like, New it is York a, is my boyfriend. It's my boyfriend. That's exactly yeah. the episode. It's Anchors Away. I watched that full episode because I remember I've always loved the Golden Globes, I've always loved all award shows. And at that point, Sex and the City was sweeping all of those mm-hmm. awards. And I remember being like, what friends deserve to win? Like, I remember <laughs> watching those episodes, or watching those those award shows and being like, why is Sex and the City winning everything? And I, so I actively didn't want to watch it. And I think I was probably 20, maybe 21 at the time that that came out. So then I watched that episode and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then um, while I was... I believe it was while I was doing shows at Celebration Center Theater, I bought the DVDs as they came out, and I just devoured them. So it was in my early 20s that I watched it for the first time. Yeah. I think I think that's when I watched it in full. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a friend who had cable, like, with all the fancy channels that were yeah. really expensive, and we were flipping channels one night, and I saw in high school the episode where... Carrie and Big stop having sex, and she thinks it's because she farted. Oh, God. And there's the, like, couple that are having sex outside the window. Right, 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 right. And, like, I was finding it really funny and also kind of naughty to be watching it, but Uh my friends were like, what even is this? This is so dumb. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is so stupid. I I hate it. (laughs) And then I was like, I gotta find that show and watch it. And I hadn't heard anything about it, so I was like, what is this show? How do I find this? And then, um... Slowly, like, I would kind of be able to collect an episode here and there, just through, like, channel flipping. And then, I think it was on 
It was on some channel that I could access finally, like Showtime or something. Right, yeah, I think you're right. And I just started watching it in my 20s, and then my mom started watching it with me, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, like, there's certain scenes that I'll, like, be like, I have to go to the bathroom and just <laughs> for, like, two yeah, minutes yeah. while usually Samantha has, like, crazy sex. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, we really enjoyed it, and then it became this thing of, like, we had the DVDs, and it was like, we gotta rewatch it again, yeah. so I've watched through it. Do you remember the DVD cases were made of, like, this weird plastic, and every single one of my DVD cases has fallen apart? Like, a front has come off, and a yeah. back has come off? They were the worst made things ever. Those are the ones that my friend Alyssa had. Okay. I didn't have those because my sister had the, just bought this, like, box set. Oh, I see. Nice. And then she was like... Oh, do you want this? I don't want it anymore. Uh, yeah, so I think like, I think for me the season that like I think I watched one and two being like, oh, I feel like you said like kind of naughty watching this. Like, oh, this is different. Oh, there's sex. Yeah. But then season three is when I started to be like, oh, I like I like this show. Yeah. I like everything that's in it. I really care about these characters. Season four when Aiden came back, I remember being like, this is my favorite show of all time. Oh, yeah. And season four will still remain my favorite season ever because because I do think that Aiden was perfect. I again, I think Aiden is perfect for you. For me. I Ashley think for, yeah, for <laughs> Not for Carrie. I was like, yeah, uh, he's, no. Yeah, he's a little like... But then even, you know, I don't know if we were talking about this or we were talking about this with uh, Dana Smith and Lindsay Loster about how Carrie and Big like were together at the end and like they were the goals, I guess yeah. you could say, but their relationship was awful. He oh, left her on her wedding day in the movie. Yeah. That's well, where, yeah. The bananas. The movie, I think, is so weird because I loved it when I first watched it. The first movie? Oh, yeah. I was like, yes! Like, in the, in the theater, me and my sister were like, this is the best movie ever! And I loved it. Yeah. And then when I rewatched the series and then watched the movie, yeah. I was like, oh, this kind of pales in comparison. It's still yes. a fun watch. Uh -huh. I've still watched it pretty recently. Yeah. But with the but I'm like, uh, I'm not going to say that this is canon. Uh-huh. So, but... For sure. I can... Yeah, for but sure. But even so, yeah, in the show, it was funny, because as a 20-something-year-old, I was like, Big is amazing, Carrie's amazing, these women okay. are amazing. Yeah. And now that I'm in my 30s, mm -hmm. I'm like, get your act together. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I don't want to... Like, the things that they dwell on and worry yes. about... Well, I watched Babe, Mary Pigs last night, and then just kept watching all the episodes afterwards, till yeah, way too late. I kind of did that, too. Yeah. So, the, the in the season finale of season one, Carrie desperately wants to meet Big's mom. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, and she goes to church. It's, the, I watched it last night for the first time in a very long time, and it was, it hurt me to watch it, because she wasn't listening to him. He's like, church is a thing I do with my mom, and she's like, come on, I want to meet your mommy, oh. is what she says to him. And then her and Miranda go to church wearing these freaking insane outfits, and then she drops a book, and then she has to meet Big's mom, and then she assumes that, that he yes. is talking about her to his mom, and then that's where the end comes, where he where she's like, what are we doing? And he's like, let's go to the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, watching that one back, I was like, Carrie girl, you, again, maybe because Big seems so much older than her. And to me, she seems really, really, really young in these episodes, and he seems so much older. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, And sometimes, like, yeah, it's hard because I have had many a big in my day. Uh -huh. Like, unattainable, yeah, I think we all beautiful, have. like, yes. 
wonderful time together, but ultimately not going to choose me kind of guys. right. And I used to love, love, love watching the show because I was like, but they keep coming back together. Yeah. Maybe that's how things will go with me and right. mine. Right, of course. But now I'm like, he he's a jerk. Like, he, he treats her terribly. But he <laughs> makes it clear... Like, he's like, I am only capable of so much. Right. I've been married a couple times. I'm very cautious. I need, you Space. need to slow down. Yeah. And she is always, yeah, like, but what about your mom? And, like, I can see on some level that, like, there have been times when I've acted, quote-unquote, like, crazy because a man has acted so manipulative that yes. I've ended up acting crazy. Right. So I'm like, it's not really on either of them, but they're both, they're just both bad. Yeah. Which is why I think when they end up together, I'm like, okay, good. Okay, like, fine. That's fine. Like, you guys don't, are, don't especially, other people. Especially by the end of the series, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe they do deserve to be together. Mm-hmm. And you're right, like, there was an article going around on Facebook a while ago saying, like, sorry I acted crazy when you treated me like shit. Like, yeah. you know, you're right, there's, there's times where, where men have been... And this is something I've only realized within the last, like, year or so. There's times where men have been, you're right, manipulative or said things that are, are cruel or uncaring. And then I act towards that. And then you're like, you're being crazy. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. You said something really mean to me. So or, I'm, like, you put me on this pedestal and now right. you're treating me like shit. And, exactly. yes, I have some questions about Yeah, that. I have. Oh, I'm sorry. I have some questions about these things that you're saying and doing. Yeah. And again, yeah, watching it back, I'm like, well, they're both the worst. But, but I do love them together. Uh, yes, at the end. And in the first movie, when you see them in their happiest, you can see why they're together. Uh-huh. You can see, like, because really, in season two is when they kind of get back together and they start to, like, live together-ish mm-hmm. and be together. He starts to open up to her and you see that and you're like, oh, this is really actually very lovely. And I love the episode... Um I love New York, where he's moving. I do too. And yes, that is a really lovely episode because you can tell they have a history and that they truly care about each other a lot. And I think that's very accurate. Yes. I don't think you should end up with your Mr. Big. No. Because, like, I remember writing a blog entry about that and people were like, whoa, like, this is really good. And then I was like, no, I'm going to write, like, Slowly worse and worse versions of this blog entry over time (laughs) until why am I talking about this anymore? Uh But I was very obsessed with these like happy endings that I used to fixate over that were fictional. And I was like, I think Mr. Big is someone you talk about when you're older and you're talking to some young girl and Mm -hmm. she's in a relationship and you're like, oh, like maybe, like don't worry. Like you use him as an example Mm -hmm. of. It was beautiful, but it had to end. Right. And I don't... uh, Yeah, like, I obviously, I love the moment where they get back together, and I love the last episode. Of course. It's, you know what, it's... And when he, when she's in the car, and he misses her, and, like, I remember watching that with my girlfriends, and we were like, oh, she's right there, she's right there! Like, I remember really loving And when he wants to go slap Barishnikov. That was wonderful. I'm gonna go hit him. I'm gonna hit him. And then they're, like, tripping each other in the hallway. It's very good. It's very good, and I remember being very happy with that ending. Yeah, I love the ending, and of course, how could you, how else could you end You it? couldn't. So, but, you don't end up with your Mr. Big. No, you don't. You don't. She, that beautiful ending happened to me, that uh, happened, and then they realized they were fundamentally different, and then were the friends that they were in season four, when, like, 
at the beginning of season four, remember when she dates the jazz guy? Carrie likes the jazz. jazz. <laughs> I love... That's one of my favorite episodes, because I also yeah. love Craig Burko in that. I think he's super hot. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. I, yeah, he's very cute. Burko. Yeah, he's so cute. With his little pork pie hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. But yeah, you... You don't end up with that. You become friends with him, and then you find somebody that is quirky like you are, and that you're right. Yeah. It's not an end, end, end guy. No, but it's. TV. I think that the two movies are like in her head when she's old. Oh, maybe she like wrote a little like yeah. like she's like I'm an old lady. People have been wondering what happened. <laughs> I will write these books that'll be less successful right. than my earlier books. You know what? I'm going to continue to believe that because I think Miranda is an absolute insane person in the second movie. Yeah. She, I don't know what they did with her character, but it was not Miranda in the second. The second yeah. movie is the worst thing I've ever seen. The second movie oh, boy. was so, was such a, like, I feel like I went through something. <laughs> <laughs> Because watching it, I was like, maybe I like this because they were my girls. And well, I it was, and it's them. beautiful, and, and the costumes in that movie are extraordinary. And there was even a moment I started laughing, but in that very uncomfortable, like, <laughs> and then like, and then we left the theater, and each of my girlfriends were like, "Did we like that? Yeah. No." No, in fact, we hated no, that. No, no, in fact, that was the worst thing we've ever seen. But it was like being traumatized where, like, at the time, we were like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It's like okay. syndrome. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay, strange. so now that we know that that actually didn't happen in the world, I can move on with my life. Okay. Kay. So in Bay of Married Pigs, yes. we open with Carrie sees her <laughs> friend's husband's penis. Peter's penis. Peter's penis. <laughs> and he's just standing in the hallway with a t-shirt and no pants, which is the worst look for a man. It really is. What's that called? Donald ducking it? Oh, is it? So I feel like some some comedian has called it Donald ducking it yeah. with just a t-shirt and no pants. Because it's like, you're just showcasing. You're incomplete yeah, as well. And you're showcasing the one part of you <laughs> that like looks the silliest. <laughs> I love men a lot. I like the look of men's bodies, but you're right. That part is the absolute silliness. Yeah, and it's like, and then it's just like there's a T-shirt over it, so there's no natural progression. It's just like normal, normal, normal. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) and he's standing there, and he's like, Uh oh, hey, and he doesn't see it as a big deal, which is so weird. Very weird. Like he isn't like, oh, you caught me. Like, and I was like, when whenever I watch it, I start to. I wonder, this is such a specific scenario, and I've listened to enough commentary on Sex and the City to be like, did this happen to a writer? It must have, because it is, you're right, it is so specific, it is not something that someone could be like, what if the guy was just standing in the hallway (laughs) holding coffee? He doesn't care, but his wife does care. It's very upset. I remember every time I see this episode, I think, like, what is happening? Because also the way that Carrie brings it up to her, it's like, hey, Peter was standing there with no pants on. Like, it's just a weird way that she brings it up to them. Yeah, like, she, it's almost like she's still, to me, if I'm putting myself in Carrie's position, I'm like, maybe she still feels weird about it, and (laughs) she's like, I'll make a little joke. And then we can all, and then maybe she'll be like, oh, he walks around naked all the time. Right. Or like, maybe she'll shed some light on yeah. why this just happened. But nothing, spoiler alert, nothing ever comes of that. Yeah. Except for Samantha's amazing line at the end when she's super drunk, which is... Peppermilk dick. Peppermilk dick. <laughs> and like, yeah, but she gets kicked out of the cottage. Right. Like, there's a conversation that's implied when they're at brunch where she's like, 
I had to leave immediately. Got on the jitney immediately? Yeah. And yeah. I asked her why she was so upset, and she said, you wouldn't understand because you're single. I feel like if this is going to be the theme of the episode, which I get and I, I appreciate as a single person watching an episode of television where people are single trying to discuss what it means to be single around all their married friends. Yeah. Why is this the thing that you would choose to be the catalyst for it? Yeah, There's got to be something else. It's not exactly universally relatable. No! And like, wait, wait a second. Wait, you've never <laughs> walked in on a, on your friend's husband Daffy Donald Duck in it? No. Yeah, neither have I. Okay, yeah. great. Good to yeah. know. But what I, and it's weird, I have mixed feelings, because what I love about Sex and the City are those specific moments yes. that a writer will bring in, because it makes the show more human to me. Yeah. Like, um, The Cardboard Baby, for example. Oh, I love that. Is that, was that a real thing? That was a real thing. Oh, um, amazing. That comes from my, act. that's my favorite episode, is The Good Fight. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. And, like, me and my mom, for years, were like, what's with The Cardboard Baby? Mm. Who thought of The Cardboard yeah, Baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's commentary on the box set on some episodes, but not all. And I was like, oh, there's commentary on The Good Fight. Oh, I'll finally shoot. find out. I should listen to that. Mm -hmm. That's really good to know because, again, like I said, that's my favorite episode of all time. And that's an amazing thing. And it's, it's great when there's those little tidbits because then you get these weird things. But this Bay of Married Pigs one seems so... It seems like you're trying to make all single people be like, uh, been there. Right! And I'm like, no, but mm. I, I have been in weird situations with my friends who've been married for years, mm -hmm. but not that. I, I almost wish that it would have been a thing of like, the husband walked out, and then it was, I don't even know how I would make it seem more normal. I don't know, yeah, like, <clears throat> I... I wonder, like, I think a more universally relatable thing would be sometimes I see my friends in serious relationships fight in front of me. That would be amazing! And it starts out as, like, it seems like they're joking, so I'll be, like, laughing along yeah. with the fight. Oh, gosh. And then you stop oh, laughing boy. and you're just like, oh, this is eight years of resentment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just witnessing it. They need to it. work through some shit when I leave. Yeah, that would be great, because that has happened to me as well. And then your friend could say, like, you don't understand, you're single. Yeah. And be like, no, I understand what it means to be mean to someone or to, yeah. like... Because sometimes you listen and, and see those fights where you're like, oh, that was a, that was below the belt for sure, and you don't even know what the context is. Yeah, and then it's just, like, maybe you could, maybe you could understand that the married person's like, but you don't understand how much it hurt, or, okay, like, yeah, maybe, yeah. like, yeah, and you could see it from both sides. Okay. So that would be a great thing to write. But this, I'm like, yeah. and it's in the third episode of the first season, and they're like, this will get people watching. Yeah, don't the worry, show. but we know this, you guys. And also, too, like, Samantha has to be like, how big was it? And then the yeah. peppermill thing. Like, that's a very large penis if it's yeah, as big as a peppermill. I'm. I'm not interested. I'm also not interested. Thank you very much. But I feel like that was maybe their thing of like, we have to be edgy and we have to show sex and penises. Yeah. And and I do like that they slowly yes. pepper in the real weird stories <laughs> that happen. Like when Samantha dates a guy that likes to be spanked and he yes. just walks away from her and never comes back. I'm like, that's hilarious. That's really great. Yeah. But this was very like, why are you starting me on this? Yeah. And, like, I would have liked for later Peter at the party to, like, pull her aside and be like, hey, we actually have this whole history with me walking around with my dick out or something. <laughs> like, put some context yeah. to it. So it's very strange. Also, 
first season, Carrie has friends outside of... Ah, uh, yeah, it's girls. jarring. Yeah. It's jarring. It's tedious, kind of? It is. Yeah, that is a great word for it. Especially when she goes to... Oh, the surprise setup with her two friends. Yeah. Uh, who, like, she... They're supposed to be this hip couple. It's like hip, cool couple. Like, she calls them a pussy at one point. Yeah. It's just really, like... The best way to be cool as a woman is to call other men pussies <laughs> and, like, demean your own gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best way. I feel yeah. like that's the best way. And, like, because of stuff like that, I got caught in that for many a year. Oh, yeah. But that woman seems so cool. She's beautiful. She's calling her husband a pussy. She's eating off his plate. Like, yeah. well, she eats food, too? This is crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is really weird. And I understand that people have friends outside their friend groups. That's fine. But in those first few seasons, it, there's a lot of her outside friends. There's a lot of them. And, like, she's always running into them. And, like, I get... And really the, good, good, good friends. Yeah. Like, Skipper, too, is, like, her good friend. And why? I don't know. We have, never see him again after season two. Yeah, how do you meet a guy like Skipper? She's like 20-something. Yeah, as a successful oh, journalist. I don't know. Like, even if she was, like... He was an intern at the Star, the Toronto Star, and we went for coffee a couple times. I just want to know. Yeah, me too. Because they're, yeah, and how does she have time for all these friendships? Yeah, and a lot of the guy friends that she has, remember the guy that's dating, like, the, The in quotes, an ugly woman? Yeah. They're, like, walking hand in hand, like, they're arm in arm walking and, like, cuddling on a a couch, like, being friends and friendly. And I guess they're trying to show, like... This is single life these days. Wait, this <laughs> woman has guy friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess they're trying to really sell you on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to watch these first episodes. Hey? And, like, the turning to the camera people. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did I write something out about that? Yeah, I think I might have. Um, I just wrote down talking to the camera people. Because I was like, we're going to have to talk about that. That's happens for fall. I feel like it, start, it happens in season two as well, I think. Oh, it happens for way longer than it should. Yeah. And I feel like I read an article once about Sarah Jessica Parker. She's like, I loved that because it was an homage to Ferris Bueller, which is her husband. Mm. It was like, because he talked into the camera. It would have been an homage if she would have talked into the camera. I think she did it in the first episode. Oh, yeah, she does. In She's the like, pilot. oh, what, a, what an idea. What a concept. I think she yes, says. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Oh, hello. I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. Again, that's jarring as well, having people talk to the camera. And it's people you don't care about, especially in this episode, there's a lady talking. She's sitting at a bar, and there's a man beside her that's just staring at her the entire time she's talking. I'm like, why is that guy in the shot at all? Is she supposed to be on a date? Like, who are the documentarians? Yeah, to me, it's supposed to be an homage to Woody Allen movies. Okay, yeah. Because, but Woody Allen does it so well, where, yeah. like, the couple will walk past a crazy old lady, and then the crazy old lady turns to the camera and is like, what's their problem? <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah. And I think if it happened that way, like, if Carrie got up from the restaurant, and someone who'd seen the whole thing was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But when it's just like, like you said, like, anonymous woman at bar <laughs> with opinion. Yeah. It's very strange. It is strange. There's a lot of lines in here that I don't. There's one line where uh, Carrie says, they become married and we become the enemy. Yes. Have you ever felt like that? The enemy to your married friends? No. I haven't either. I've never... I've never felt like that ever. I have felt like 
the lovable screw up. Me too. Like, because like, yes. I'm in a relationship now, but for many years I was single, and um, and even though I'm in a relationship, I, we aren't doing the whole like. Here's us on our magical weekend. Right, yes. Like we're not doing the whole selling our relationship to the public thing. We're just we exist together and it's nice. So I feel like it is a little more of a hipster relationship mm-hmm. than like the typical like oh, I hear wedding bells. Like we're just not yeah. that kind of couple. So I still feel different than some of my coupled friends. I'd rather, you know what a thing that's really bothering me lately is I would rather see someone post a picture of her and her boyfriend and be like, this guy, I love him. Look at his face, he's beautiful. As opposed to the thing that's happening now where people are like, yeah, I guess I like you, you old fart face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck. Oh, can I swear on here? Yeah. <laughs> right off for a no, second. No, we, we've already sweared. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm like, just, it. that is more hipster than what you say. Yeah. Like, you're like, not... Putting oh, it that's out there? true. Like, it's weird. I feel like... I hate it. I hate it yeah. so much. I feel like public public displays of affection, you're right, have gotten to this point where you have to be a little bit funny about it, but then when they are sincere, it's really long and drippy and yes. like, he's there for me and good times and bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, just happy mediums. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't participate... In that, sometimes I'll be like, we're out and having fun the same way that I would take a photo of right. uh, Ms. Angie St. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, it's not, hey, everyone, validate my yes, relationship. absolutely. And I feel like sometimes I see couples being more public with their couplehood mm-hmm. than I am. So I still come across as the goofy single one mm-hmm. by comparison okay, to yeah. that. Um, and, like... Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm ever the enemy, but I definitely feel like sometimes uh, it'll be like I'll I'll run in late and I'll flummoxed and be like, oh god, I was out so late last night, no, because I didn't like I don't have the same like regimented nine to five like settled life, right? So I'll feel a little like <clears throat> I'm that person in their thirties who's still figuring it out, yeah, 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 and so I definitely feel that way. I wonder if, because I've always been a woman who wants to be in a relationship, I enjoy having a boyfriend, I like that stuff, I wonder if I was a person, or maybe this is, maybe someone that is a single gal and doesn't care about it, and always has like different boyfriends and stuff like that, and they're just enjoying their singleness, I wonder if those people feel more threatening to a married couple than someone like me who all of my friends are just like, oh, I hope you, I hope, I want you to have that. And that's true, because I do, I feel the same way that they've always known me as someone who wants to be with someone. Yes. Versus, because in a relationship now, I have seen sometimes, like, a young, like, flirty girl talking to my boyfriend, and I'll be like, what's this, why is this, (laughs) like, and I am a little, like, Mm -hmm. Are they friends? Are they, like... Because I remember in my early 20s, a boyfriend wasn't 
an obstacle for me. I was like, I'm still hit on this guy. Right. I don't know about this woman he's with. Maybe she's awful. Maybe I'm way cooler and better. And I had no problem hitting on guys in relationships because I was like, I'm just presenting another option, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, and even though I trust the person I'm with, I'm still like, I don't want that in your mind when you're talking to my boyfriend. And I just like... I don't want to be untrusting because I think male-female relationships or, like, any gender relationships are cool. Mm -hmm. But I do get a little suspicious and I'll be a little, like, I'm going to observe this. Yeah. Um, So I don't feel like they're the enemy, but I do feel suspicious at times. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. That's totally fair. It's... The way that... There's also another line where someone says, you need to grow up... Oh, it's the lady in the bar... Grow up, face reality, and become married? What reality? That's a reality that that uh, that at any single time I could go up to a guy and be like, do you want to get married? Yeah. Is that the reality that some people are living in? Like this specific yeah. woman? Because I, again, heck yeah, I'd love to be married. Yeah. But my life hasn't turned out the way that I thought it was going to. So it's like, am I just supposed to meet a guy? And I wrote that down too, that I would rather be single, which I am, than date someone that I'm really truly not interested in. I don't want to come off sounding cocky. I feel like I could have a boyfriend if I... if Absolutely. You know, yeah. like, not if I wanted to, I'll steal anyone. No, I'm not confident enough to, like, go up to somebody, but I feel like I've been shown interest to... Mm-hmm. From people over the last year, but I'm not, they're not what I'm looking for. And yeah, and I've, <laughs> I always used to say that when people would be like, well, you're pretty, why aren't you dating anyone? I'm like, eh, it's not that simple. Like, it's not that simple. Yeah. People don't understand that. Like, how are you still single? I don't know. Do you want to pour over these records that I have? Yeah. And then we'll figure it out how I'm still single. It, it, I think that there's a lot, I mean, you can take steps to get some more people have a five-year plan, they're going to marry their long-term boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like there's so much in the world, there's so much in this universe that happens beyond my control Mm -hmm. that I've wanted to marry a few men that I've dated, especially my last ex-boyfriend, I thought we were going to get married. So, yeah, I would love to be in a relationship, but you can't help it when someone dumps you. Or just, yeah, I was talking to Alyssa about this, that I was like, I think it is a magic trick when two people find each it's other. It's absolutely. Every single little thing has to be perfectly right, yeah. I think, in order for those two things to come together. And not only for them to come together, but to make a relationship work. Yeah, like lifestyle. Yes. You have to both be in a place to want to make it work. Yeah. Uh, you have to... Yeah, you have to both be in the ex- on the exact same page, attracted to each other, uh, have similar lifestyles, don't live too far away from each other. Like, Jeez, so many it's things. It's insane how many things have to be perfectly right in order yeah. for two people to come together. If, I don't want to seem too like, but like, if it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Two people can come together and date and be miserable. Oh, yeah. But like... I don't want that. I don't want to date somebody just to say that I have a boyfriend. No. And I know a lot of people in my life that are never single, men and women, who aren't single because they can't imagine being alone. Because that being alone yeah. is scary to them. The serial monogamous thing really freaks me out. Me too. Because, yeah, I've, I've dated guys like that before. And after the breakup, I've always been like, 
Was he in a relationship with me at all? Mm -hmm. Or Or, just in the relationship? Yeah, just being like, first three months, this is going to feel great, doesn't matter who it is. Yeah! Like, and that, I always felt like an object afterward, because I was like, and now he's just dating someone else. Right. And, um... I don't, I think it's nice to have a period of like, and now I'm going to get to know myself and what I want and meet someone appropriate rather than just the next person. Absolutely. I think that I know myself more now than I ever have before. And that's not to say that someone in a relationship can't know who they are. I don't want to put that out there. But I feel like I know now... And maybe these this, the magic trick happens earlier for some people. Oh, absolutely. Me and my sister met her husband when she was 22 years old. Like... It happened for them, it was supposed to happen, and it is happening. And maybe it just happens at different times for people. But also, I wrote a Facebook status about this last week, about how people say to me, and I understand why they do say it, is don't worry, somebody's out there for you. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Because that says a lot about the person. Like, you're scared to be single, so you think it's terrifying for me to live my life. Yeah, you're projecting so much shit. Oh my gosh. And like... Yeah, when when I had, again, that blog, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, at one point I was like, I might not find somebody. I might not become a famous blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I might be a single person with a day job who does open mics sometimes for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I've got to be okay with that. You have to be. Because, like, there's so much... There's so much that has to fall into place for those other things to happen. And that doesn't mean I'm not working toward them. Yeah. But and it doesn't mean you're a bad person if you don't find those things. Yeah. Or a less person. Or just because somebody's single doesn't mean that their life isn't fulfilling to them. And that's... Sorry, yeah. I don't... Ha- Again, it kind of goes with like the children thing. But like, I... Just because I don't have kids doesn't mean that my life isn't fulfilled. No. It would be lovely to have a husband and have children to play with and like and to grow and, and to love. But like I had a I, I had a friend tell me that I'm gonna tell you the story. I won't get tell her just in case she listens. <laughs> I'll tell you later. But like some I do have some friends who honestly truly I know they feel pity for me. I know yeah. they do. Because oh she doesn't have that's too bad. Yeah. And I remember yeah. Yes. Also, another thing I hate that people say is, I can't imagine dating in this world of online dating. I'm so happy I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And that's been said to me by a number of people. And it's Don't like, say that. Hey, if you're listening, I'm screaming right into your microphone. <laughs> Don't say that to people. Don't because, say, I can't imagine what your life is like. Okay, it's fine. Well, that's like going up to a minority <laughs> and being right. like, I can't imagine what you're going through right yeah. now. Yeah, so glad I'm white. Or so yeah. glad I'm, I'm able-bodied. Like, yeah. it's not... Because it's like, yeah, online dating sucks. Yeah. But guess what? It is an avenue. Mm-hmm. And if you are actively looking... It's a pretty realistic yeah. thing that you're going to be on one of those sites. Mm-hmm. So don't be like, oh, it's going to be so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, no, it just, it, it drives me crazy. It really does. Um, I wondered with that woman who's like, why don't they just face reality, da-da-da. Because this show seems very much like a biting commentary on. I'm like, is she supposed to be an idiot? Like, are we supposed to Maybe. be... Making fun of how stupid she is because the whole show's about single people and she says that. So is it is the statement that over top because that could the writer be true? And I wondered if I wondered that this and this only time, right? Because you when you think about at the time, like you said, friends 
all of these shows were about what if you get to a certain age and you still don't have it figured out was mm-hmm. the huge like yeah. thesis statement of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So are we supposed to be like, what a mean lady? Or are we supposed to be like, what an idiot? Yeah, maybe. I can see the second one. Because I definitely did think that. I was like, because watching it, I'm like, what a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Like, what a mean lady. Yeah, for sure. Because it is that over. But also, what? I, no, no one believes that. Face, face the reality and become married? Come on. Yeah. And then we cut to a bunch of, like, successful women who love each other going out for brunch. And it's like, well, they seem fine. Yeah, they're cool about all this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, like, the first, like, two seconds of the <laughs> Ooh, have you ever been set up? Surprised, surprised set up? I don't, not that I know of. I've been set up, like, in a way of, like, I think you would be really good for this person. Do you want to go on a date with them? And I've gone out for coffee with a few people in that way. I wouldn't mind a surprise set up. Carrie seems pretty annoyed about it. But, like, if I'm going to be set up in any way, that's how I'd want to do it. Is mm. for people to... For my friends to be like, oh my god, there's um, Steve. Hey, yeah. Steve, what are you doing here? Why is like, it? Why is it that that's better? I feel like there's less pressure that way, even mm-hmm. though it's the exact same situation of like, do I meet Steve with a group of friends or do I meet Steve one on one? If Steve is coming up and sitting with us, I can see how he interacts with these two people, and I can see how he interacts with me, and I have the buffer zone of my friends. And I guess what's also good about that is. You didn't say yes to this setup, so if you're not interested... That's cool. Yeah, you don't have to be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I The whole setup thing, though, like, I have a friend who is, is crushing on local comedian Andy Noble, <laughs> and she keeps asking me, she's like, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, I'll introduce you to, and then I'm washing my hands of this situation, because I don't mm-hmm. want to be responsible for anything that happens in this. Well, and then, like, yeah, because there was a point where... When I was single, I became interested in one of my friend's guy friends. And then things went awry. Mm-hmm. And I called that person and I was like, why would he say that? And, like, <laughs> and then they're in the middle of it. Yeah, and that person was very clearly, like, in retrospect, at home, relaxing. <laughs> and I was just, like, pacing back and forth yeah. in front of a paint warehouse. <laughs> like, you need to give me the answers yeah. about this other individual whose mind you don't oh, know. Oh my gosh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I... I I like the the idea of a surprise setup for that low stakes feel. That if they're interested, that's fine. If they're not, that there's no big deal. If you actually go get together at a coffee shop, then there's like the two of you, and then you yeah. have to talk to each other. And I hate all things first date. It's so uncomfortable to me. This way, if someone was to come into a situation too, we could start to talk about things. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like, where did you go to school? Oh, you're a comedian. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that. Brothers and sisters. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah, I describe those relation those uh, first date conversations as walking through peanut butter because that's how it feels. That's perfect. Do you um, know how many times like I I went on Tinder for a little bit and the amount of messages I got like what do you do for a living? I'm like I'm a hairstylist. Oh, I need a haircut. Ha ha. I got like seven in a row of that, and that stuff is just. I'm like, do you think that you're being like clever and funny and that no one's ever done that before? And then when you get for the actual date, you have to sit through that. You're right, like walking through peanut butter. Least favorite thing is like, you're a comedian? That must be hard. I've always <laughs> thought of being stand-up. Well, then do it. I don't care. What do you yeah. want from me? You want my blessing? Or do you get men who turn you into a bit of a whimsical novelty because you're a comedian? Maybe. Who are like expecting you to be so funny. <laughs> Maybe. I sometimes feel like, not the manic, what is the manic pixie dream girl? Yeah. 
I don't, sometimes I feel like I might be like that to some men. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that because I don't know if I'm allowed to put that on myself. I could see, I think you and I have similar interests I think we do too. and I think we are perceived similarly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because we will say things and we'll do things and I talk a lot with my hands and it's like, look at her. She's, but then the, the problem with being perceived as that person is that number one, it's called, she's called a girl and I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> number two is that when the real things hit of real life of me having a bad day, a depressed day, an anxiety ridden day that comes shattering down. When you yeah. live with me for a year, you realize that like, yeah, I'm still the same person, but there's also a lot of other shit that goes on underneath yeah. there. Or like you're boring sometimes. Or yeah, I'm super boring. Or I want to wear sweatpants all weekend. Yeah. Like... And that's, when I think about starting to date people again, that stuff becomes really, really scary to me in the whole opening myself up again and having someone be like, ah, ah, nah. Yeah, I thought that was going to be more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I had a guy um, who was like fixated with me for a long time and then I was finally like, I'll give him a shot. And we like, we dated a bit and then he was like... This just doesn't feel the way it's supposed to right. feel. Yes, I've had I that said. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, um, <laughs> we're not in the last five minutes of a romantic comedy. We are in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to feel excited by me one moment and the next moment not so much because this is a whole life we have mm-hmm. to live that you told me you wanted with exactly. me. Exactly. That's happened so many times where, and I feel like I'm just sort of realizing it maybe within the last like five minutes of us talking that maybe that is what it is and lots of people don't like the scariness of boring or the scariness of normalness. Yeah. And yeah, it's not the most exciting thing, but... But you know that if you're really in a relationship, it's going to go through waves and it has to go. Yeah. And you have to just be okay with the fact that I'm going to wake up one morning and want to cry all day. Mm-hmm. And that's not exciting for another person, but that's just what happens sometimes. Well, and like, think about your friendships. Like, have you ever had a kind of boring night with a friend that's normally fun? Yeah. You don't go home and go like, oh, should we still be friends? Right. Like, or sometimes you don't talk to a friend in two weeks. Yeah. And not that I'm saying you shouldn't talk to your significant other for two weeks, but sometimes you just don't have that much to say. So if you're in a relationship and that happens, then it's like, oh, we're not doing it every five minutes. Yeah. No, but that might happen again. Yeah. From from what I understand, my ex-boyfriend broke up with me because I've just learned this within the last few months because it didn't feel as exciting at the beginning as it did a year and a half in. And I'm like, Nadoi, it doesn't. Yeah. Why would it? Then talk about it with that person and be like, this feels bad and not exciting. Is it something that we're doing? Is it a phase that we're in? Should we ride this out? Should we work on it? You don't just give up. Well, something that was great that one of my married friends said to me once, and she had just been married a little while, and she was just like, you know, marriage is uh, boring sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm not saying I don't love him. We're about to go on this trip, and I know that'll reawaken, da-da-da. But she was like, we work all day, we make the food, we eat the food, we go to bed. Mm -hmm. That is every day. Mm -hmm. And we both talked about how, like, that didn't mean it was bad. It just meant, like, if we don't do something every few weeks that's, like, something we've never done together before, we are going to fall into this rut. And that's amazing to have that 
foresight and the knowledge to say that. Yeah. Because no, nothing is ever as... A, a chocolate bar never tastes as good at the end as it does in the first bite. Oh, no. Never. Yeah, at no. the end, you're kind of like, why did I do this to myself? I didn't eat need to eat 18 Twix bars. Yes. <laughs> but, like... But that's just something I feel like in this day and age of... of What's on next? What's here next? What can we do next? Yeah. Pop-up ads. Here's another video for you to watch. It, there, it's hard to maintain those long-lasting things of like, oh, there's not another video to watch right away. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to just not watch a video for a while. Yeah. And think about how many romantic comedies are someone who's been with someone for a long time and it's gone stale, and then they meet that magic person who wakes them up, and it's like, yeah, because it's a brand new person. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously. You, you have the joke, right, about like... With the businessman, and oh, yeah. what is it in this newspaper? <laughs> oh yeah, um, the when we when I'm the manic pixie dream yes, girl and yes, cross yes. paths, and uh -huh. like he's like I have a smoothie, yeah, yeah. made out of beets and kale. <laughs> yes, yeah, and we're just like what, and like we spill stuff on each other, and they're like what the lovely day, and then yes. we have like this montage, and it's like yes. New people are exciting. New, always. And I think you can bring that excitement home to your partner. Mm -hmm. You can be like, I just met a new person and had an amazing conversation. Did you know? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And like, yeah. I don't always think that means you have to run home and break up with the person you're agreed. with. Yeah, agreed. Unless that person is a very mean, bad person. Yeah. Then you probably should have done that or before. Or truly unhappy. Right. But you're right. Yeah. That's how most romantic comedies finish up is like you opened up the door to my life yeah and then you don't see after that when they get an apartment together and they have trouble with money and you know their cable goes out on a really important game of thrones night like you yeah. don't see those things you don't see like their one of their parents dying and the rest yeah. like how they deal with that stuff and I feel like, I, I love a good romantic comedy as much as the, the next guy actually 500 days of summer we've talked about this yeah. before is one of my favorite romantic comedies because it doesn't end in the way that you think it would. It's mm -hmm. more reality based yeah, as like not, yeah. As like he doesn't end up with the girl that he thinks that he's going to because that's not the way that life works sometimes. And he also doesn't earn her by he being fixated not. with her. No. He's no, like, he does not earn her. His fixation, all. all of his friends are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing of like this girl's new, she's different, she likes things that not other people have have liked that I've known. And yeah, he sees that, this weird, like, mirage of a person that's... Mm -hmm. He's not knowing who she is. And if he would know who she was, then maybe they wouldn't have broken yeah. up. But maybe they still would have, because that's the way that life is sometimes. And that, I'm thinking, as you're talking, I can kind of appreciate about Sex and the City... Because I think when Big first meets Carrie, she's totally a manic pixie. Oh, totally. Big, wild, curly. They even say that, what, season three? She's Barbara Streisand in that yeah. Hubble. Yeah, curly curly She's this girl. She's got this wild hair. She wears crazy clothes. Even though in season one, her clothes are straight up bad. Yeah. There's some things I'm like, is that a sweater dress? What's that? There's rhinestones on it? What are yeah. you going to? Um, it's not a good season for fashion. It's not a great season. Which is crazy that it became known a show for its fashion, which I think was end yeah. of season two, season three is when they really started to like... Season one was, a, I think, a bad year for fashion in general. I think you're right. Was it they, 98? 99? Yeah. Because they are wearing clothes that are in fashion. Yeah. But they just aren't Great. Samantha's chunky highlights is what the first thing I wrote down with that. I episode. wrote Samantha looks weird. <laughs> yeah, it's her chunky highlights. Her 
And like her nose, did she get a nose job? I don't know, her but her nose, nose looks different. Looks bigger and like more pronounced. And she had bangs, which makes a person's nose look yeah. more pronounced. Anyway, but I was like, did and the lighting is weird, so there's always kind of a shadow oh, yeah. over her face, and then her nose looks big. And I'm like, did she see that and get insecure about her nose and get a nose not her job? Fault, yeah. 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 Yeah, the fashion's not great, but I like that big, like, he always dates these, like, model types. Yeah. We've established that he always right. dates brunette models throughout the series, and they're always very, like, poised. And then he meets Carrie, and oh, she's yeah. like, wow, and crazy. But it's hard. It's hard to be with her. And rather than it being, like, every moment's so magical, I can't believe I met you, he reacts to that it can be difficult to be with someone mm -hmm. who's all over the map and, like, living this kooky writer life. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it, it is hard. It would be hard to date someone like Carrie, and you have to say, like, yeah, you make things hard sometimes. Yeah, and, like, also you're being written about. Yeah, yes. In a relationship with Carrie. Yeah. It's like dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> when is the inevitable moment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, so then she, the guy she gets set up with, I found this very rude. I wondered if you found this rude. She's like, I'm just trying him on. Well, I did find that very rude. Yeah, and yeah. I go on a few dates, and she's like kissing him with her eyes open, and she's like, <laughs> she's like thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, so this man who obviously really wants to get married, you're just going to take him for a spin? Yeah, I wrote that he seems very boring, and that's when I wrote I'd rather be single than date someone I didn't really like. Yeah. Because he is clearly, like, nothing. He's a kind of a nothing guy. Like, and he doesn't really want to know anything about her. No, he just wants to get married, which is crazy, because he says at the end a long thing of, like, I don't understand you women. All you say <laughs> is you want to get married. It's like, you're not knowing anybody either there, bud. Like, yeah. you just want to get... And, like, when he shows her the baby mobile, too, he's like, I bought this. <laughs> yeah. Why? That's fucked. Yeah. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, why the desperation for the marriage and not the partner? I know. I know, I've known women like that in my life, though, that, that, like, and I think this really shows, and maybe I'm generalizing, but I don't think I am, when the women are so crazy about the wedding day mm -hmm. where like nothing can go wrong what my dress is two shades darker than I thought it was gonna be because yeah. I think that's a thing of the desperation for the marriage they want to be married my sister when she got married to my brother-in-law she was happy to have a big party but every time she would talk about it she's like I just want to I just I just want to be married to him like it's yeah. not about the marriage it's about I just want to be with him yeah and I feel like Throughout my 20s, uh, there were a lot of... I had cable, which I don't anymore, but I watched a lot of wedding reality shows. Oh, I did too, yeah. Which made me kind of fixated on the idea of marriage and how would I do it? And Absolutely. What would my dress look like? Mm -hmm. And um, then... I worked in a bridal shop, and I saw a lot of, like, kind of toxic conversations and, like, mm -hmm. mean mother-in-law and yeah. just a lot of shit that was like, oh, this so isn't even about you as a couple anymore. It's about all this other shit. Mm -hmm. And then um, with my boyfriend, he was talking about how he doesn't really understand wedding days or, like, why people are so fixated with them. And when we had that conversation, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, like... I don't need to then get married to him because I'm like, yeah, everything you said was solid and you're not saying, like, 
oh, I, I, I reject the commitment. You're just saying, I don't like that pageantry. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. <clears throat> but, like, it's weird that there are people that would be like, that is a deal breaker. Even if the person mm. offers to be your partner. Right. They're like, I need the party and the yeah. dress. And it's like, that's strange to me that you need that as opposed <clears throat> to this person. Like, yeah, I would rather have a person with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, that's like in the episode where Carrie and Aiden finally break up in season four when he's like, well, who cares? It's just a stupid piece of paper. She's like, if it's such a stupid piece of paper, then why do we need it? Yes. I think that I, and I don't know why I feel this, but with my ex-boyfriend, obviously it was towards the end and he would keep saying things like, seven years, we'll get married in seven years. And I remember thinking, like, well, if he doesn't want to marry me now, yeah. then he might never want to marry me. I don't know why I feel like I'd like to be married. I don't know if it's just that sort of, like, official thing, and I like things to be official. I like to yeah. know my plans in advance. I like to know what time I'm getting together with somebody so that I can get... Uh, I like to know those things, and I wonder if that sort of ties into it. But at the same time with him and me, I'm like, we don't even have to have a big wedding. I would be fine with just getting someone to marry us in a backyard somewhere. Yeah. And I feel like there's some people that, no, they need the spectacle and the... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I met, if the person I was with rejected the idea of long-term partnerships and was right. like, oh, marriage is so stupid. We're not meant to be with one person. I'd be like, okay, we're breaking up. Because, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Because, uh, because I... Who cares if we aren't meant to be? I would like to be I with like, one person. I like to think about that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But if it's the pageantry that you are rejecting, then I think you're a solid person. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I get that. Yeah, for me, I, I know that I would want to be with one. I just know that I'm a monogamous person. Oh, me too. Yeah, absolutely. I, no, nothing against anybody that practices any other way or, or lives their life any other way, but for me, it would be a one-person thing. And I would be okay with spending my life with one person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that I'm totally wired for that. Yeah. She says, I'm beginning to think I'm not the marrying kind. And that's a line that comes up a lot in, a lot. in this series. She says that to, to Big after her name breakup. Yeah, and he says it to her when she's like, oh, he's going to propose to me. He's like, it's not your style, baby. I know. <laughs> it's true, and I didn't realize until watching season one for the first time again that, like, oh, yeah, maybe she... But then she does get married to Big, which I'm always like, oh. but that's in the the dreams. That's in, that's the, in the dreams that she's her, having like, as an old lady. Dreams, yeah. <laughs> that's in her fever dreams as an old lady. Okay, so it's not true. But I, I, maybe she isn't the marrying kind, and that's fine. Yeah, and like... But also, Carrie, like, maybe don't say that when you've just met one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's obviously kind of a boring dude that has no real personality, so like... That's before she meets him. It's right before he oh, walks in. They're, right. They're at dinner, and they're like, but don't you ever gonna... Don't you ever right. gonna get married? And she's like, I'm beginning to think I'm not the marrying kind. And then she's like, oh, I've never said that out mm. loud before. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like thinking it as she's saying it. Right. And I'm like, but what does that mean, not the marrying kind? Like, what is, does that mean you're not into monogamous partnerships, or does it mean you're not into the pageantry, or, like, I've never known what she means by I never that. knew that either, because obviously she does want to be with someone. Yeah, and she seems to be a monogamous type yeah. person. So is that the pageantry? And maybe it is the pageantry thing, because in her Fever Dream movie, 
she wants to get married in that suit that and she the, found at a vintage store. And she only wants to get married so that she knows what her rights are because they're about to share property. Yes. It's a very, like, business. Business, yeah. yeah. So, Maybe. yeah, not the marrying kind. I don't know what that means. I also don't know what that means. I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah, what I should she write actually... to Michael. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, what? remember this episode that you wrote 20 years ago? <laughs> what, what do you think that means? Also, this is a little tidbit. You know the guy that tries to set up Miranda and uh, the other lady? Sid. Sid? That's H... What's his name? Is it H. John Benjamin? The guy that plays Archer. Oh! Yeah, the voice what? of Archer. Yeah, I know! That's very strange. Super strange. Like a, to- like a total... And like his voice part. is not like that. Sexily. Yeah. It's very... Yeah, like on Archer's... Yeah, he sounded yeah. like a normal guy. On I'm pretty sure! That's weird. Yeah, there's this whole... I wonder, did I take any... Oh, yes, I did take a couple notes about Miranda's yeah. uh, side storyline. What did you think of that? What did you, what did you think of that? <laughs> I tried to write stuff down. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm writing. I think it's just it was just a weird a little blip side story in a... I like that because the whole theme of the episode is do married people really just want to figure you out? Yes. Yes. And so they're like, oh, she's gay. Oh, we figured her out. Okay, great. And I was like, I've definitely felt that from both sides. Because like I said, when when I see like a young, flirty, just happy to be single girl talking to my boyfriend there, there is a part of me that's like, I gotta figure this out. You're absolutely right. So like, I kind of get that. And also I have felt... Yes. Oh, it is him. Yes. It is him. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was listening to your podcast the other day when you're like, I wish I had a producer that could like, <laughs> check on this for me. But, um, so I was like, okay, so they were like, oh, she's gay, that must be why we've never seen her with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked that storyline, and I liked that her and Sid did in fact get along, but she's still not gay. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like was she really disrespects Sid a couple times. And Sid gets... Zero lines in that that show, yeah. except for the end where she says, "Nope, definitely straight." And she's like, "Yep, straight." Yeah. She gets. I was watching that part, and she does disrespect her, and and that actress gets no. That character gets no lines. Yeah. Like she's just like a basically like a pawn. And why doesn't she get to turn to the camera and say something? It's true. Like, if we're turning to the camera and saying something, <laughs> that's the person I want to hear from. Yeah. And it's like. On one hand, good for you for including a gay storyline that isn't, oh my god, it's so funny to be gay. Right. Which at the time was, like, Mm -hmm. a big thing. But Miranda, without asking Sid first, accepts the dinner invite. Mm -hmm. And Sid kind of looks like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. And, like, you'd think you'd be like, yeah, let's talk about it. And then be like, hey, this is shitty, but I really... Yeah. I want to get in good with my boss. Could you pretend to be my girlfriend for a night? Like, I'll buy you dinner. And what did they do in the apartment at the dinner party that made everybody think that they were a couple? Like, just yeah. stand beside each other? I guess if they're just together. I get, which is another thing where I'm like, oh, two women are take, just together. That means they're they together. They both have together? short hair. And they're together. I was living for Miranda's, like, Annie Hall suit oh, at the end. I, I wrote, amazing. Miranda looks so good yeah, in does. a suit. Um... Loved it. But then, and then I just, but then I wrote, you can't just grab a gay person no. to figure out if you're gay. No. Like, in the elevator, she just grabs her, kisses her. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely straight. And where was the, hey, I'm a, 
kiss you just to see how yes. I feel about it. Number one, that. Number two, how do you know? Like, what is? I don't understand. How do you know based on an awkward kiss that you just A closed mouth kiss to someone that you don't really know, and you ambush them? And I wondered because Sid and Miranda get along so well. I was like. You don't even want to, like, maybe try like, what, getting what, to know her? Like, and, go on a date or something. Yeah, because, like, sexuality can be so fluid and, like, yes. you have to, like, Tignataro, her wife, was identified as straight yeah. and then they met and hung out a bunch and she was like, why wouldn't I be with you if you were a man? I would um, be with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now they're very happy. Good. I'm glad because I love Tignataro. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Like, why wouldn't you just, if you really wanted to, if you really were curious, instead of just grabbing her mm-hmm. in an elevator, you could say something eloquent and be like, you know what, maybe I should give you a shot. We actually do get along yeah. quite well. I don't think I'm gay, but if you're down, would you like to try to go for dinner? If not, that's cool. <laughs> and if you close mouth kissed a guy in an elevator that you were friends with... And it, you didn't feel anything? Would you be like, nope, definitely straight? Or, de- yeah. no, de- like, I guess definitely I'm not, not interested. Yeah, guess I'm not straight now. No, you would just be like, oh, I'm not interested in you. And also he, she, Sid, was not anticipating the kiss. No. Also was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. Like, that's not going to be a good kiss. No, it's not going to be a good kiss at all. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I wrote. You can't just grab a gay person. <laughs> what was Charlotte's storyline to this one? Charlotte, um... It was so... What was it? She... I forget. I forget, too. What was she... happening with Charlotte? She did get set up with the Carrie's guy at the end, at only the end. to discover they didn't like the same China. Yes. Which was a little like... Ba, 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 da. <laughs> totally. Was there but some... There's gotta be. I think I remember there being something. Um... Oh, that's too bad, hey? Poor Charlotte. Yeah, I didn't write it down. Charlotte had a middle part at the time. Yeah, she did. She was quite bland. She was very bland. <laughs> she was. Oh, Charlotte's storyline is that she tries to take care of Samantha when Samantha's drunk. Oh, and then the doorman. Samantha yeah. brings the doorman upstairs and seduces him in her friend's apartment. Which, again, like, Samantha's older than the rest of the girls, so she's in her mid-30s <laughs> at this point. I'm like, oh, just be respectful. Just be respectful of your friend. Would, I would hate it if someone brought... My doorman into my apartment. I'm like, yeah. oh, now he knows what my apartment looks like. Yeah. And where I live. And even if you're drunk, like, no. Yeah, no. So I, and also I wrote down, the seductive jacket only thing can go so wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, when viewers, like, I've never had the courage to be like, what do you think yeah. I got <laughs> under here? Because, like, what if you go up to the person and something happens unexpectedly or right. someone else there or or like someone's like hey steve what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've never i would do it if i was going over to their house and i knew that we were going to be alone yeah and you have a car and whereas i am a bus person right that's true <laughs> that's very true yeah you can really do that on the bus unless like you brought all your clothes and then changed in the apartment's like lobby yeah, area in the laundry room yeah yeah and then you have this big, like, duffel bag of yeah. your other clothes. Yeah. It's never worked out for me. <laughs> a big old backpack. But that's the ultimate sexy woman, like, power move. Absolutely. You're right. Like, well, what do you... Hey, what do you think, Sydney? Oh. Oh. You bet, I bet you thought it was clothes. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, 
Like, I get it. He's like, I haven't found a woman's touch. <laughs> He's so lonely. Yeah. Aw, poor guy. So, I kind of liked that storyline because it was, like, silly. And instead of Charlotte getting all, like, like flummoxed, she's just like, just go. Yeah. Which I liked because Charlotte I can liked be... that, too. Charlotte can be bananas, like a caricature of a person, it seems. Yeah, they make her, like, in the later seasons. I still love it. Like, I love her and Harry. But they do make her a little, like... I'm the stuck-up one, Mm -hmm. like, a little too often. Yeah, (laughs) there's also an episode, I think it's in season three, where they're all sitting down for brunch, and (laughs) again, time and place, Samantha, but she goes, I'm dating the guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. (laughs) Number one, who calls it spunk? Nobody. I'm dating the guy with the funkiest tasting spunk, and Charlotte just gets up and leaves, Leaves. and Miranda's like, and she's never coming back. (laughs) I actually did really like that as a Charlotte moment. I loved it. But yeah, like, I, I think too, like, out of all the things that she's heard her friends say over the years, like, that's the one that really, like, yeah. like, nope, sorry, guys, I'm leaving brunch for it. Not today. <laughs> but I like that better than lecturing Samantha about it, which sometimes yes. Charlotte will be like, do you really think that's appropriate? And, like, she's very school marmy. Yeah. Which in this, she's just like, nope, sorry. Not, yes. Nope, not interested. I like that, and you're right, in this episode when she just kind of like gets the guy out of there and she's just like well that happened i like that too so okay to wrap up what is the moral of this episode (laughs) (laughs) what would the moral be like it's okay to be single i guess like hold out for something you really want yeah uh did she have a i couldn't help but wonder in this episode no, did she? No, I don't think so. I feel like in the earlier episodes, you didn't see her on her computer as much. I think you start to see more of her... I had a thought, like more of her carryisms in the episode where she dates the French man who gives her a thousand bucks. Oh, right. Yeah, because I was just watching that and she had more of her like, I wondered, yeah. or I was thinking... Like, I wonder if that started to... I wonder if that started to replace, like, the people, the camp, the... Yeah. The, those, those things, which, good, thank goodness. Much more tasteful and much more, like, indicative of this is a woman who writes a column. Yeah. These are the things that make her write her exactly. column. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like the moral of this story must be single people aren't scary. So now, was this more for single people watching it or for married people watching it? Being like, oh, they're not also, ma'am. I think it had to have been for the... This show feels geared towards single people. I think you're you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mentors? Yes. Me, I was talking with another person about how there's so much amazing stuff going on for women lately in in film and TV, and it seems like it's getting better than it's ever been. I would love a show about a girl like me. Like... A single 30... And I know that Sex and the City could kind of be like that, but she also, also wasn't really... She's constantly dating and on yeah. dates and meeting interesting, interesting, attractive, rich men. Yes. And I've Yeah, never, she's always at these big parties. Yeah. She lives a glamorous life, and there's never been someone who's just not really dating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... Who... What was... I feel like the show just came... Oh, girls, when they're like, it's like... A 20-something's Sex in the City. Eh, not really. They're still constantly meeting men. And they're still all pretty well set up. Yeah. In life. There's no one that's... Yeah, because I do not constantly meet men. Maybe that's a thing that people think that single people do, is like, I do not constantly meet men to no. date. No. I think, well, have you ever watched 
Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, like so long ago. Okay, you gotta rewatch that because yeah. she is just a career woman. Amazing. There's a few episodes where she's interested in a guy, but it's really not talked about very yeah. much. And it's like, she just does her thing and has a nice apartment yeah. and has her best friend Rhoda, mm-hmm. who's amazing. And I remember like one or two love interests and I think she has a big crush on Robert Redford. Right, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Broad City is, is a nice, a nice, awesome, funny show of like two weird gals, but they're in their 20s, so that's... There is a different feeling from when you're 24 to when you're 34. Yeah. Uh, Which Mary Tyler Moore, I think, is supposed to be, like, yeah, in her I feel 30s. Like you're right. Yeah, um, And it was a revolutionary show, and then we never did anything like it again. Ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, the women are getting too many ideas in their head. Yes. <laughs> gotta, gotta get that patriarchy, smash them down a little bit. Yeah, so that would be nice. Yeah. Now I have, to wrap up, a <laughs> Sex in the City speed round. <laughs> okay. All right. Which girl do you identify with the most? Oh, boy. I don't want to, but I feel like it's Carrie. Oh, I'm totally a Carrie. Yeah. Because yeah. Miranda's like too cynical. Charlotte is too... Ugh. I don't, there's no word for it. Fussy? Fussy. Even fussy. Samantha is... Yeah, I've never felt like her. But yeah, I feel like it's Carrie. It's Carrie. I used to say I was a Carrie-Samantha hybrid because <laughs> I thought I had some Samantha sass in me. Right. But now I'm like, Samantha embarrasses me. It's just exhausting. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Um, what is your favorite outfit, most memorable outfit throughout the series? Oh, boy. On any girl. Oh, man, that's a hard one. I have, I have the books of, like, the series, of the first five seasons and then the last season, and two books of the movies that I, like, look over and pour over. I want to look at those. I will bring them for you next time we see you, because they're amazing. I should have brought them today, Dodoy. Oh, man, it's so... There's just so many. Do you have one? What's your favorite? I don't know. I know it's... I have a lot of favorites. You know what I weirdly like is that, like, when Carrie is um, in the country and she comes home to go out for steak and she's got this, like, short skirt with a little bustle on it. Yeah, I love that. It's a cute one. I was like, that's so weird. And then I saw that episode two or three more times and I was like, I like it. (laughs) Yep. I like any time she has... Oh, I do know which one and I sent this to you. Um, Season four when she's dating the jazz guy and it's this big, huge, bustly skirt and she's wearing, like, this sort of nudish jacket type thing over top of it and there's a pattern of black horses on it. Mm, That's always been yes. one of my favorite ones that I can look back and be like, oh, that one's beautiful. I like that. That's a classy one. And I like some of her little, like, boy meets girl fashion outfits. Uh-huh. Like where she's dressed like, she'll have on a little cap with a little skirt but then a yes. vest. And yep. like, I like those kinds of, like, mixing it up kind yeah. of things. Also in uh, the post that always sticks once, I think it's called. Twice. Twice. Thank you. Yeah. She is has her all of her hair at the top pulled back into curls with big giant curls out. Oh, and then yeah. she's wearing that little shirt with a hood and it's all like... Oh, like gathery. And gathery and stuff. And I love that because it's like a dusky purpley gray. Oh, it's beautiful. That's one of, And I love when she puts it up over her head when she smokes the joint. Yes. Yeah, I love that That episode's one. one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my second favorite. So good. Um... Okay, favorite Sex and the City location. Favorite location. Uh, I love Carrie's apartment. That counts as location, right? That's like when I moved into my first apartment, it was a little place, not 
unlike that and, and there was no like living room dining room it was like a studio apartment yeah I love where her bed was. I love the big phone she had. I love the closet going through to the bathroom. The closet going through oh, the bathroom come on. is like I don't I don't say goals a lot, but that's goals. It's goals. Like because it's just so roomy, and I don't even have that many clothes. But I love that you can just see everything you yep. own, and it's on the way to the bathroom, so you can be putting your makeup on, get dressed, go into your bedroom, look in the it's mirror. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't know if that's how some places are made, or if that was like made specifically for the show, but I want that. Yeah, my house. I want. Yeah, that. I love her apartment. Her apartment. Um, favorite Sex and the City boyfriend for any of them. Like, like Aiden. Yeah, Aiden is not so much season three, season four when he comes back. There's just something about him. It's almost like he's been wounded a little. Yeah. In those first few episodes when they get back together, he's the biggest dick to her of life, oh, which yeah, kind of yeah, makes yeah. sense because she cheated on him pretty hard. And he's just like trying to trust her, but yes. yeah, it's hard. And then once he finally gets back into the trusting, he's sweet when he when he's like redoing the other apartment and he's all sweaty and I love that 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 scene when he throws his shirt to her after and she smells it because like yeah. how many times have you done that your boyfriend throws him a gross, gross th- throws you a gross sweaty shirt and you're like oh that smells like him yes Aiden watching back Steve is we've had discussions about yeah watching Steve back but like at the time I'm like oh Steve when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to end up with a Steve type. I was always aware that I, while I was fixated with big types, I was going to end up with yes, a Steve type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, should Carrie have ended up with big? Well, we kind of talked about that already. Yeah. We all know that she shouldn't have. Oh, and feelings on the movie, we talked about that already. Oh, so we've covered that <laughs> part of this feeder. I like that it's a delusional fever dream. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. That's the only way I'm going to think of it from now on because I cannot imagine that that would... Charlotte is awful in the second movie. Miranda's awful in the second movie. Samantha's They're, a cartoon of she herself. She is a cartoon of herself. Yeah. They're so disrespectful to the location that they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, why Abu Dhabi? Like, why did they oh, have to do that? There is some racism in that oh movie. Oh my gosh. The first movie even... St- like, I'll say that I like it as an escape, but I'm like, maybe... That's part of the dream, too, where she's like, I'll just really overhype this thing that happened in my life that wasn't actually that big a deal, but it'll be better for the book. And she just, like, blows it out of proportion a bit for the sake of a book. And then I know what? When we think of it in that way, this all makes sense. Because the first movie, too, when he leaves, which is awful, but, like, the whole scene in the street... And, like, how he... Why doesn't he call Miranda or Charlotte or Samantha? Why doesn't he call... He tries to call Carrie's phone and he can't get to it because Charlotte's kid has it. Call anybody else and say, I need to talk to Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, there's there's a lot in the first... And in the first movie, how Miranda, like... Steve comes to her with this confession that's hard. Mm -hmm. But then she's just like, well, that's it. We're divorced now. And I'm not even going to speak to you about it. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're hurt. Mm -hmm. But that is not something you do with your life partner. No. And I also had a huge, huge issue. Because not that people can do bad... Good people can do bad things that happens. It's not that things can happen that you don't expect. It's that the way that they made Steve throughout the entire series... That character would never cheat on Miranda. Mm-hmm. He, and I know, again, things happen. Yeah. But the way that he was always so loyal to yeah. her, and he he's like, when in season five, when the episode, the one, which is my third favorite episode. I love that episode. Oh, me too. When he says, 
she's like, I love you, Steve. I know I shouldn't be saying that, but I do. I love you. He's like, oh, Miranda, you know it's always been you. Yeah. For me, I always think of that, and I'm like, he would never cheat on her. He wouldn't. And, like, I think, you know, yeah, people cheat, even people you wouldn't expect. Yep. But I think he wouldn't cheat for the reason... Well, we just hadn't had sex in a long time. No, I don't think that either. Because, like, maybe he would cheat for a better reason, <laughs> but not like, I was just really horned up and, you know. <laughs> when you say it like that, it's like, yeah, no, that's the stupidest thing to ever say. And I wanted more conversations between the two of them because he wouldn't do that. There had to have been more reasons behind it. And Miranda wouldn't just be like, all right, well... See ya. Yeah. And, like, ignore him for a year and be like, no, no, we have a child together, that's it. Yeah, and then in the second movie, she's like, what happened? None of that? I'm crazy now. Look how happy I am. She says the line, yeah, Abu Dhabi do in the second one. Abu Dhabi do? No, don't. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. I have not watched since the... Since the time I saw it in the theater, so I don't remember much. But all I remember is coming home and going, <laughs> Mr. Big would not watch Deadliest Catch. No, he would not watch Deadliest Catch. He was watching Deadliest Catch in the bedroom, and he was like, ooh, what, what? And I was like, <laughs> I know. he would watch Mad Men. Like, certainly there would be shows he would be distracted by. He would watch a reality show about whiskey makers. Oh, yeah, Or something yeah, yeah. like that. He yeah. would not watch Deadliest Catch. Stop it. <laughs> 